Well, welcome and good morning to each and every one of you, those who are here in our midst, those who are watching online with us. It's a a pleasure to have you here with all of us. Um, We're just going to do a very quick announcement, and that is because um, we're going to get to why many of you here, and that is for for our children and the the program they're going to present to us this day as we think about the coming of our Savior Jesus that first Christmas. Um, But we are celebrating the Lord's Supper today later on in the service, and because we know that there may be a number of visitors with us here today, um, we do just want to say that um, for communion, um, we do believe that Jesus' body and blood truly are present within the bread and the wine in the Lord's Supper. Um, And if you're sort of unsure where you are in that, or um, you are visiting with us and and, um, you'd like to to come and receive a a blessing for communion, you're more than welcome to do that. You can kind of just come and, and cross your arms and we will give you a blessing. Um, you also can stay in the pew. You don't have to come up for communion um, as well. Um, but we, we do um, take communion, the Lord's Supper, as a very important and serious matter. And, and we want to make sure that you are on the same page um, with us as well, if you are going to come and receive the Lord's Supper. Um, and so there is just a little um, piece of information in that in your announcement bulletin, if you happen to, to grab that as well. And I'm going to turn it over to Sarah. Well, good morning and welcome. Uh, It's so nice to see so many of you here today for this fourth Sunday of Advent and to enjoy our first Christmas concert, our live one, in the last—it's been over three years now, so it's nice to have all of you here. We all have a story to tell, cardboard and a permanent marker. These materials, simple though they are, let the personal story of the teller shine through. The telling of the story is called a cardboard testimony. Listen and watch closely. These simple materials share a powerful story, the greatest cardboard testimony ever. While the whole world slept quietly, God was about to unveil his rescue plan in a little baby. Our characters' lives were transformed by this baby, and 2,000 years later, lives are still being transformed by this baby. Perhaps some of you will have a new story to tell after today. Enjoy. that time of year again. Can you feel it? Can you smell it? Can you taste it? This is one of my very favorite times of the year. I love the sights, the sounds, and the stories that make it so special. But my favorite story is the one that we as Christians celebrate as we light our tree, share our gifts, and sing our songs. Of course, I'm talking about the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Like so many stories in the Bible, There is so much for us to learn from how God interacted with the people he used. Today we want to look a little deeper at the story we all know and love and just see if we can catch a glimpse of Christmas here today. Let's start with Joseph, Jesus' father here on earth. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it when I heard her say it. I'm going to have a baby. God's son, and, and he's going to save the world. We weren't married yet. I, I wasn't ready to have a, a kid. I wasn't ready to be a father. 
And she said that, that the angels had talked to her. I mean, doesn't that sound crazy to you? But then it happened. In a dream, they appeared to me too. I heard them say that everything that they said to Mary was true. That I was going to be the father of God's own son. And in that moment, my heart changed. And I became the first of many believers in my son, Jesus, the Messiah. How could it be this baby in my arms sleeping now so peacefully the son of God the angel said how could it be Lord, I know he's not my own, not of my flesh, not of my bones. Still, Father, let this baby be the son of my love. Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? He looks so small, his face and hands so fair. And when he cries, the sun just seems to disappear. But when he laughs, it shines again. How could it be? Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? How could it be this baby in my arms sleeping now so peacefully the Son of God the angel said how could it be
My name is Mary. I'm still not used to getting up in front of people, but I'm learning. I'll never forget the day the angels told me I was to be Jesus' mother. Me, but I was so young, really just a child. I was engaged to be married, but not for a while. And I couldn't understand why God would choose me. But he did, not because my age or my ability, but because I, I was willing and I was available. I was chosen and by his love, I was blessed to be the mother of God's only son.
sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we are shepherds. And, never mind, I'll tell them. We are shepherds, and around these parts, we don't get much G-N-L-R-E-S-P-E-C-T, because, you see, we don't have a lot of schooling, and mostly we're just out in the field all day watching sheep. But that's important because if someone didn't watch their sheep, they'd run off or get eaten and things. Yeah, I know that, but most folks just think we're stinky and silly. But not God. Oh, no, not him. He done sent us a whole slew of angels singing and telling us that the Messiah had been born. No. That's right. At first we were scared, but then we was just excited. We was the first to know, and we were the very first ones to tell others that Jesus has been born. We may not speak the best or read real well, but God trusted us to announce the arrival of his son, and I think that makes us a somebody in his books. Let's go down to the town, there's someone to be found. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Search for the boy who will bring us all joy. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're the shepherds and here's our plan. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Find baby Jesus in Bethlehem. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, search for 
You guys can just flip okay. the pages for each one here. And where is Aria? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Oops, okay, hold on. Let me just... And, and Aria's Take a breath, take your time, nice and clear. Good evening. It is our privilege and joy to share with you this evening the events that occur upon our visit to, the, to Bethlehem around the arrival of the baby named Jesus of Nazareth. Our charts and graphs as well as our astrological studies had led us to the exact location of the child's birth. We have brought with us valuable gifts to present to him as our studies have revealed that he would indeed be a king, a king of kings to be exact. Imagine our surprise when all of our wisdom charts and graphs and maps us to a tiny cave behind an inn in the town of Bethlehem. We bowed before the king of the world on a dirt floor in dirty hay, and never have we been so fulfilled in all of our lives. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. To us a child is born, a son is given, a son is given. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, a son is given, the Messiah, oh to see him, to see
I lion him next? You see, there's so much more to the story than just a major and birth. Lives were changed. People were transformed. Let's take a look one more time at how these people so long ago were changed. person needed God in some way. They all felt confused, insecure, insufficient, unworthy, and self-sufficient. But the love of God transformed them. He changed their lives, their minds, and their hearts. He made them into believers and helped them understand they were chosen children of God he made each of them somebody and gave them hearts of humility. Yes, these people so long ago were... Yes, these people so long ago were transformed by the impact of our Savior's birth, which continues to this day. Jesus' love still has the power to change us, each one of us. The story continues even with us. At this time, a few members of our congrega congregation will come up and share their cardboard testimonies. I'm Sarah. I used to think uh, pretty highly of myself, but it changed a little bit. I was part of a women's Bible study that we had here at our church uh, last winter, and one of the questions that they asked early on in our study book related to idolatry, worshiping these false gods in our lives. Put simply, who or what is an idol in your life? I didn't need much time to think that over because I knew the answer. My pride seeking approval, accolades, and that I was entitled to all of it. That was becoming my idol. For many months during the COVID times, when we were doing a lot of virtual Zoom stuff for our Sunday school and that kind of a thing, and I was wrestling with this idea all the time, every single Sunday, thinking, boy, I sure am unappreciated. How come no one wants to say thanks for the job I'm doing? I was getting kind of angry as well about that too. Doesn't anyone know how much time I spend doing stuff here? 
how come no one's complimenting me for all the work I'm doing? Well, I was seeking compliments and thank yous. But what I should have realized then is that, and it took my Bible study to really help me, it pointed out for me right in my face, I couldn't and I shouldn't be doing our Sunday school program for the praise. It wasn't the parents I needed to hear from. It was from God. And through a lot of prayer and questions with God, I got the peace that I needed. God's grace was going to be enough for me. Once I accepted that wholeheartedly, I found myself grumbling less, worrying less about whatever praise was or was not coming towards me, and I was able to move forward with lighter shoulders and a full heart. God's grace and realizing that that's all that really mattered changed the way I approached Sunday school. It renewed my real reason for wanting to do this in the first place, to help my children, your children, find a special connection to Jesus. Learning about the Bible and its amazing stories, and to know that no matter what, they always have a friend in Jesus. Where we're at today, with jam, with all that we're doing here today, including this Christmas pageant, it's a testament to this change in my cardboard testimony. Fourteen years ago, and I knew many of you at that time, I suddenly ended up in the emergency room where they found a large brain tumor. Um, it was whirlwind for me. It was a time that from one moment finding out about the brain tumor to being in surgery less than 20 hours later. I can't tell you how scared I was. But in hindsight, I can clearly see how I was in God's hand during that time, the whole time, totally carried by God as he surrounded me with so many skilled and caring people, many of you. Rejection can come in all shapes and forms and sizes. I've been re rejected by a lot of people in my life. Or at least it feels like I've been rejected by a lot of people. I like to think I'm a nice guy, that I'm likable, that I'm approachable, easy to talk to. But of course, that's my opinion. Not everyone feels the same. As I went through high school, as I went through university, as I went through school when I was younger and, and was rejected by many of those people for any number of reasons, it was hard for me to take because deep down I have this need to be accepted. I want to be the first person picked by the captain at our game at recess. I want to be invited to all the parties. I want to be liked by everybody. But when recess came, 
and the captains picked, I was usually one of the last ones picked, if not last. When all the parties were happening, I never got any of those invitations. And not everybody liked me. I don't want to feel left out. I don't want to feel like an afterthought. I don't want to feel like not a thought at all. And sometimes it's probably my fault for people feeling the way that they do. And sometimes it's probably not my fault at all. Regardless, it's hard to accept when you're not accepted. In those moments of rejection, no matter how I feel, I'm not alone. And that's because I am loved unconditionally. I'm loved unconditionally by God. And there's nothing that I can do to earn it or deserve it. I can never be good enough or smart enough or fast enough or strong enough for me to earn or deserve God's love. He loves me no matter what. He loves me with all of my flaws and all of my failures. And the same goes for you too. You are loved unconditionally by God. And God showed his love to me, to all of you, when he came that first Christmas, humble, born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling cloths. And he came, and he showed his unconditional love for all of you by suffering rejection. Now, he wasn't somebody that needed to be accepted, but he was rejected by the people he came to save. If you think about Palm Sunday, when Jesus comes in to shouts of, Hosanna to the son of David, he is then rejected by maybe even some of those same people who shouted. They turned those shouts of, Hosanna to the son of David, into shouts of, crucify him. And in his rejection, he showed his love for his people. He said, Father, forgive them. And as Jesus breathed his last breath, he died for the sins of the world, and that forgiveness became reality. This fourth Sunday of Lent is about love. And today, know that the reason that Jesus came is his love for you, and that you are loved unconditionally by him. And it doesn't matter how bad you are, how good you are, how insecure you are, any sort of need that you have in this world. God loves you. God loves you. Some of you sitting here have experienced this kind of love in your life. Perhaps you too have a story to share. 
Would anyone here like to make a sign right now and share their cardboard testimony? If so, there are blank cardboard signs and markers at the back for you to make your own sign. While the music will be playing, make your way to the front to share your sign. You don't need to talk, just share your sign with us. This very well will be the best Christmas card you could send. For those who wanted to make, the, to make a sign, you may now go to the back to write it out. Was this on? I was going to say, Pastor Glenn, you stole mine, but that's okay. I can keep the music going. It's nice. Um, I just wanted to say that sometimes I'm too busy thinking about how, uh, supposing and guessing in my mind how I'm rejected by others, whether it's true or not, I don't know, that I'm not thinking enough about how I'm accepted by God and loved by Him and reaching out to love for others and kind of think about when I was young and when my faith was growing and when I was it didn't matter you know who accepted or rejected me I was on a mission for God like to say hi to smile to share his love and like as a mother you get so busy and crammed in and you're not in his word as often that those rejected feelings come upon you and then you're not being who you are in his church and so Hopefully, I'll, God will help me feel more accepted each day because I've got a Bible verse that reminds me. So, anyways, I'm mumbling now because I'm not prepared. All right, I think you get the idea. Thank you. prepared but um, almost a year ago my family's life was rocked with the news of my dad's diagnosis and I've kind of been racked with fear ever since um, 
but I know that God has a plan and God is faithful and his plan is to prosper us and not to harm us and um, I need to live by faith and not by fear. That's my testimony today. I'm a sinner, but because of Jesus, I'm forgiven. Want to have a sign? Okay. So, Thank you for those who did share today. It takes a lot to do that. It's a very personal story to share, and thank you for doing that in front of all of us here this morning. We're, we're better off for all of that, for your words for that. But maybe today you didn't have a sign to show or a card to write, and that's okay, because the very best news of Christmas is that this story never ends. Perhaps today you felt a desire to allow God to rewrite your story, and now is the perfect time with Christmas. At this time, we will gather our offerings.
baby, don't you cry. Heaven's watching out for you 